All right. Well, let's pray and we'll get started. Um, so here we go. Jesus, we ask for you to, to be with us here today. We ask um, that you would move and you'd speak to us. I pray that, um, that everything that we do this morning would just bring us closer to you, um, would help us to, to recenter on you, um, and we ask for your will to be done, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Drink deep of your living water. 
Jesus, um, I kind of hear the word response. Um, I think it's in response to your love, God, in response to your unbelievable grace and mercy for us. God, help us to keep our response in mind. It's completely appropriate and totally makes sense, God. Um, what you've done for us to, to give you all of us. So I pray you help us, God. Help us to pray that each day that your will would be done in us, God. And I pray that for our church as well. We want to be about what you're about, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's good to see you this morning. Um, I am going to invite my friend Deb to come up, please. She's got a few different pretty exciting things coming up, so I'm going to kick off with Deb here, and then we'll keep going. Hey. <laughs> okay. So um, Aaron Anderson and I have been talking and um, we both have kind of a shared vision, so this is a collaboration of um, both of our nudgings from God. And uh, it's just been a little sad because our church has always been about deeper relationships and authenticity and knowing each other. And so um, we have kind of dropped the ball on that with the pandemic, but it's kind of come out of that. And so um, what we want to do is kickstart um, small groups 
and yeah, for women. And so to do that, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like at this point. So we're having a meeting. We don't even know what date that is, but we're going to find out who's interested and what times work best for you. And so what we're hoping for is at the end of this organizing of it, that we would end up with groups um, that meet and fill different needs, but we're all going to get to know each other. We're going to mix those groups up. So it has nothing to do with age or where you're at. We all want to know each other. So um, that's coming, and what we want from you at this point is um, to just sign up if you have any interest at all. And then um, one of the questions on the sign-up is what time would work best for you? And then we'll be doing updates. I, this will be the only time I think that I'm up here without Erin. Next time she'll be with me, and we'll be letting you know exactly when the meeting's going to be. We know it's not going to be until a week after school starts for the initial kickoff meeting. Thank you, Deb. And I'll probably, I'll maybe coordinate with you guys and use some of my techie skills and make an online kind of connection thing as well. So you guys can just, as I was looking at your sheet of paper, I was like, oh, I can duplicate that. Um, so we'll, we'll do that um, too. And just so you know, so that's, that's for women's groups. We have um, a number of other small groups that we're going to be kicking off come fall. We're, why are we waiting till fall? Well, we're waiting till fall because as you can see, we have lots of families that are on vacation and that are traveling and that are moving around. Lots of people in our church are educators. And as somebody who works in education myself, when summer comes, a lot of times we run away because it's a good time to do that. Um, and so we've got lots of folks who would normally be kind of in the flow of things are, are different places. Um, I think we have folks in, as I was looking just kind of randomly as people were saying, hey, we're going to be out this week, or we're going to be here, or we're going to be here. I think we've got people in like eight different states right now, like that they're just in different places. Um, so fun, cool, but I'm ready for fall. <laughs> Between the heat and uh, everybody being all over the place, I'm ready for fall. And so we do have um, a couple of other groups. I'm intending to um, do a small book study um, on a book by a man who's an Anglican historian and theologian by the name of N.T. Wright um, on Christian character and kind of what it means to be a person of faith. Um, there's a couple other small groups that I'm in discussions with, with some other people that we're going to start inviting folks to. I think we've got like four or five different ways to be connected. Um, now, I want to say this kind of up front. We understand that we're not 100% out of the coronavirus pandemic stuff yet. Um, and, you know, what's going on with the Delta variant and, you know, 83% of new cases are all that um, and different things. And so we're trying to um, church life and being wise and... Um, I'm going to just, I'll, I'll let you guys in a moment of transparency know that it's really hard. It's really hard to try to navigate all of the different things and people's thoughts about those things and what we're called to do as a church body. 
And so I just, I want you to know that we, ha we have a number of um, uh, medical professionals in our church, um, including a couple of primary care doctors. Um, and so we consult with them and talk to them about kind of what's going on and what's happening. And they give us um, good unvarnished advice as members of our church who they want to be together too. <laughs> and at the same time, trying to do that with being wise. Um, so I just want you to know that we're aware kind of of, of both things. Um, and tr we're, we're doing our absolute, absolute best to navigate that. And that's part of why we're live streaming still every Sunday, because I know a lot of folks are still watching at home online and don't feel comfortable quite coming in person yet. Um, and that's okay. Some people have chosen to get the vaccine and some people haven't. And and that's your choice. And we're just, you know, we're just trying to do the best that we can um, as a faith family. So we're going to move ahead with planning for small groups, operating under the assumption that, you know, they've opened up the state and the health district has said, you know, there's, you can meet together with these criteria and we're gonna follow those criteria as best we can. Um, but we're going to move ahead assuming that nothing's going to change. And so that's why we're making these plans, and I just kind of wanted to throw that out there that we're not just doing this willy-nilly, and we're paying attention to what's going on um, as far as what the Yakima County Health District is telling us. So as we've tried to do all along, um, we try to honor the authorities um, that God has put over us, and as long as they're at not asking us to do something immoral or against scripture, then we try to follow that guidance. <laughs> so just so you know, kind of our, our stand on that, that's where we're at with things. Um, I'm gonna do two more announcements and then we're gonna pray for some lovely friends of mine. And I'm gonna try not to have tears. Um, so this is kind of what I was talking about. We've got some women's ministry small groups coming up, some little book studies that we've got coming up, um, a couple other small groups that we will talk about later because we're still in the kind of the planning phase of that. And then as a reminder, August 2nd, we are doing a family, church family trip to Slidewaters in Chelan. Um, this is an awesome thing if you want to invite somebody or if you just want to show up. We're trying to get a group of us together. If we have over 20 of us, it's $20 per person. Yes. My friend Kat back here. Kat, can you wave? She is our amazing, wonderful youth leader and is organizing this trip as well. She's organized a bunch of other things because she's just kind of awesome and she listens to God. And I just try to do this. Go, Kat. Do the things. Um, so... August 2nd, it's a Monday, water trip. We're gonna all go together. We're gonna try to find some central space. I'm gonna try to bring our big cooler of waters and we're gonna just hang out together for the day as a, as a church family. So I'm stoked about that. I will be going, my lovely wife and my son will be going. Um, a lot of us are going. So I just encourage you, if you're interested, talk to my friend Kat. She probably has more information than I do. Um, Mike and Patty, I know it's time. So you can walk up. I'm going to talk about you for a minute. Um, 
These are my friends, Mike and Patty. They have been here since I started coming, which has been at least 19 years, I think. Um, and they are going off to be grandparents. They're going to move in with their daughter and their grandbabies and have an amazing multi-generational home together and serve God as a extended family unit and they have been They've been in a just such a personal encouragement to me. They've been a personal encouragement to our whole church body. Um, they have served and served and served with a with a view of giving everything that they had for the kingdom of God and wanting to see God's kingdom come here on earth. And they are incredible servants. Um, both of them have a heart for those who are broken and those who are hurting and those who others may just walk by and ignore. Um, and I know they both hear God and when he says jump, they just ask how high. And, <laughs> um, and so I, you know, it's hard to encapsulate all that you guys are in a little Sunday morning like, let us bless you, but I just want you to guys to know how deeply appreciative and humbled we are that you chose to be part of our church family and that you serve God. And I just, you know, I want to say from whatever position or covering or anointing or whatever I have, well done, good and faithful servant. You're not done yet, even if you're finished here. God has more for you, and I have no doubt about that. But for what you've done here and how you've poured into so many people's lives in such a deep way, you just we need to know um, that the impact when you end up in heaven, those lines are going to be freaking long of people wanting to give you a hug and say thank you. They're going to be huge lines, and people are going to be waiting probably for hours. They've got eternity, so it's not a big deal but to give you a hug and say thank you for, for sharing with me and pouring into me and, and showing me Jesus. So thank you here, now in this place. And what I would like to do, and I, with their permission, um, I'm going to let them each say something if they would like, and then we're going to lay hands on them, and we're going to bless them, and we're going to ask for the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit and Father God to go with them and cover them and they're going to go with our blessing and our anointing and we're going to expect to hear back that what what we send with you is, is bearing fruit. So I'm going to give you a second if you would like. You don't have to, but it's just if you would like. Um, so we came in 98, 99 and we um, were kind of broken when we came. I don't know if that's case with any of you, but when we first came, we were pretty broken. And um, at Bob and Debbie Bleehart had a big part in bringing healing to us with the Rendered Hearts prayer ministry for both of us, um, brought that deep, deep inner healing that we needed. And we couldn't do anything but pour that out in gratitude to other people. And um, so 
is the hardest part about leaving. Um, I mean, we're just going to Western Washington. That's that far. But but you guys really are our family, and we really do love you. And this is hard. Amen. Um, <coughs> yeah, I just I say that this church has offered us a lot of opportunities to serve. Uh, going down to Katrina with some of the guys and gals, uh, that was awesome for me. Some of what has happened in this church to me is I really have gotten a bigger heart uh, for the poor, uh, a bigger heart for the broken, um, and an opportunity to serve them. Um, and one of the developments in me, I think, is the fruit of the Spirit as God has really just uh, given me a, um, a focus, a defined focus as the fruit of the Spirit, and I've passed that on to others. I encourage you guys to do the same as uh, Christmas creeps in on you. That's what we're here for to manifest uh, the fruit of the Spirit, and that is uh, the love of God. Um, I could go on for a while, but I really enjoyed you guys. I love working with some of you guys, uh, Sandy and, and with uh, um, Brother Lindsay, the uh, specialist for the van, and uh, just appreciate you guys. It's good to see people hanging in there, and uh, let's keep it up. God bless you. All right, thanks, guys. So um, what I would like to do is, can I have you guys come up over here? Um, we're, for those who want to, um, we're going to just lay hands on them and pray for them and bless them. Um, if you're not comfortable coming up, that's okay. You can just maybe extend a hand or just join us in prayer, but we're going we're gonna to bless these guys. And I'm going to lead out, and then anybody who wants to, to join in can can join in. Oh. Father God, I thank you for church family. I thank you for the blessing that it is to have deep Christian relationships, deep relationships with, with brothers and sisters where we can, Lord, we just, we help each other make it. Lord, over and over throughout the New Testament, you, you encourage us to join together, to bear one another's burdens, to, to sharpen each other, to hold each other up, to edify each other, to, to lift up your name in unity. Lord Jesus, we, it, it feels like a, a part of the body will be missing, <laughs> Lord God, because it is. And Lord, we will miss them. And so, Lord, even though we can't go with them, your Holy Spirit binds us together, no matter time or space, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit binds us together. So, Lord, I ask, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, would you anoint my friends with just a, an extra anointing of your Holy Spirit, God? Jesus, would you just just manifest yourself to them. Would you, I, I know you've been guiding them and leading them throughout this whole process of going to live with family, Lord God. And Jesus, I just, I believe that you have something special for them. And Lord, I just, I know without a shadow of a doubt, you have work there for them to put their hands to. And that they will continue to carry the heart and 
the passion and the love that we have here in Yakima Vineyard to serve others like that. Lord, they're part of that. And that will be something that we will carry with us, Lord. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would open every door for them to put their hand to, Lord God, and bless them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mike and Patty, I speak blessing over you. Mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, relational, every aspect, Lord God, of who they are and and what they put their hands to, Lord, I speak a blessing over it in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Jesus. Thanks, guys. Sorry, a little bit of family business. Um, I'm going to switch microphones here real quick, so just give me 30 seconds. We're This morning is going to be a little bit different because we got some, some of this other stuff going on, so just give me just one second. Actually, never mind. I'm just going to use this and not, not waste time trying to get all adjusted and fit and everything. Um, this morning's been kind of, kind of a, a, a different morning. I don't mean with this, but like I came in and it was already hot and I was tired, kind of a, a big guy. And so I was sweaty and feel kind of sticky, you know, and nasty and had some folks who were being kind of annoying this morning, like as I, that I had to deal with and struggle. And like, there was a super long line at the coffee shop 
And uh, just, you know, like, all these things happen. Like, you know, it's just thing after thing. And, you know, like, I don't know if you got, you probably noticed, probably everybody online did too. But, like, halfway through the first song, the computer crashed. I'm assuming it was, it got hot or something. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. So our message this morning is talking about bringing our troubles to God. <laughs> and King David was a pretty good complainer. I don't know if you've ever read Psalms. The dude could complain. He like, he took his stuff to God. Like if he was struggling with somebody or like, even if he had like rage and anger towards someone, at one point in the Psalms, he asked God to literally grind someone's bones to dust because he's so mad at them. Have you ever been just like so mad at somebody? Like just, like just furious. I, one thing I can respect about David is that he took it to God. There were a lot of people who wanted him to just kill King Saul. And if anybody had a right to it, it was probably David. But David tended to stay his hand, no matter how furious he was. There's other things David didn't do, but this morning I kind of wanted to focus on bringing our troubles to God, our, our orienting on psalms of complaint. Did you know it's okay to complain to God? That it's in scripture? That he's good with that? Like, like it's okay to tell God you're having a hard time. Hey, you know what? Church, as Christians, it's okay to have a hard time. I've been part of faith communities where you had to walk in the door. I, I literally had one of my pastors tell me this as I was kind of in training as a young 20-something. When you walk in the door, it doesn't matter if your dog died or your grandma's sick or how you're feeling. All of that stays at the door. And when you cross these doors, you have to have your game face on. And you're there to serve. And you're there to take care of people, and your problems don't matter. That's what he told me as part of my, my leadership training. Um, some, giving away my age, some 30 years later, I, I don't think he was right. <laughs> I think he was wrong. Um, Jesus struggled. In scripture, Jesus had anxiety. He had depression. He had stress. He had times when he wanted everybody to go away, so he's just going to, like, go across a lake because he's done dealing with people. Right? He was peopled out. Jesus experienced every human emotion that we do. It's part of what makes the story of Christ so miraculous. We're... We're the only faith where God gave up all of his power to be like us and to suffer like we do, even into death. It's an incredible thing to have a God who created the universe and would choose to stub his toe. Like something just that simple. I've often wondered, is Jesus like me? And when he, like, 
gets hurt, does he have a sudden reaction where he cuss? I just, I've always wondered that. Like, you know, when Jesus stubbed his toe, he's like, oh, me, you know, or something. Like, what would he, what would Jesus do? Like, he had to have some kind of response, right? I've always wondered that. Psalm 13. Psalm 13 is this beautiful passage. I'm not going to read all of it because we're going to actually read a whole other psalm this morning. But Psalm 13 is this beautiful and yet heartbreaking time of of David just pouring his heart out to the Lord and and telling God about his trouble and and asking God where he is. I pulled a a few little excerpts that we're going to go through, but... I wanted to read this before I went there. God expects us to experience pain. And if he expects us to experience pain, then it's okay to express that to him. Jesus said, in the world, you will have trouble. Like he told us that. Jesus expressly said, you're going to experience hard times. You're going to experience trouble. And 1 Peter 1, 4, 12 says this. Beloved friends, if, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Am I the only one who's surprised when things go wrong? Other people have to write, like, I'm, I've said before, I'm a total Pollyanna most of the time. Like, 95% of the time I'm a Pollyanna. And it's really true. I generally assume people like me. I generally assume when I do something that it's going to come out okay. I generally assume that when I get in my car that I'm going to get to where I'm going without anything happening in between point A and point B. I I just generally assume things are going to be fine. I just, that's, that's my general perspective on life. And I have to say, last year really showed me what a fallacy that was. That 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 was not the case. Um, I felt really alone a lot of times last year. There were times when I really struggled. There were times I had deep depression, which I've never experienced in 50 years of life. And I poured out my heart to God. I, I started, I, some of you may have caught it, um, during uh, the pandemic when everything was shut down, I, I started recording a weekly psalms. Because I like, what do, what do I do? I, I guess all of the people that I respect, C.S. Lewis and T. Wright, some others, like they go to the psalms. So I guess I'll pay attention to people that I respect and go to the psalms. And so I started doing this weekly psalm reading. And it did help me. Going to scripture, going to the Lord, giving him my stress and anxiety and loneliness and trouble helped. It didn't remove it. My situation didn't change. Life still kind of sucked. But my attitude changed and I knew that I wasn't alone. I knew that Jesus cared, that God cared, and that made a difference. I didn't, 
magically fix everything, but it made a difference. Psalm 142.2 says this, I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. Psalm 142.4, look to the right and see, there's no one who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. The people of Israel in ancient times and in the New Testament would sing, chant, proclaim Psalm 142 together. And so I thought this morning, let's do that. Like if they did that in scripture, and I know in a lot of the high churches, um, you know, Anglican, Catholic, Lutheran, they still do this. Um, they read the Psalms together. So I put them on a slide. It's not that terribly long, but I would love for you guys to read through Psalms 142 with me. And as we do, I want you to think about the lyrics, because they are lyrics. It's a song. I'm not going to sing it. I'll spare you all that. I won't give you one extra thing to complain about, because if I did sing, you would have something to complain about. My wife can sing beautifully. I cannot. But I have a way greater depth of Star Trek knowledge, so I feel like it evens out, mostly. Yeah. Yes, I can name the whole bridge crew and the actors who played them of TNG off the top of my head. I know, be impressed. Um, but we're going to read Psalm 142 together this morning. And so it was interesting to me that the ancient people of Israel would read together a complaint to God. Like, Lord, as a, as a community, as, as a faith family, we're going to complain to you together and ask you, where are you? And why aren't you fixing this stuff? Because it needs fixed. So let's do that. Psalm 142. I want you to read with me. God, I'm crying out to you. Okay, are we going to do a call and response? Or you guys going to read with me? Okay, we're going to do a call and response. I'm going to point at you and you're going to read the line, okay? So I'm going to read it first. God, I'm crying out to you. Good job. I lift up my voice boldly to beg for your mercy. I spill out my heart to you, and I tell you all my troubles. For when I was desperate, overwhelmed, and about to give up, you were the only one there to help. You gave me a way of escape from the hidden traps of my enemies. I look to my left and right to see if there is anyone who will help, but there is no one who takes notice of me. I have no hope of escape. And no one cares whether I live or die.
So I cried out to you, Lord, my only hiding place. You're all I have, my only hope in this life, my last chance for help. Please listen to my heart's cry, for I am low and in desperate need of you. Rescue me from all those who persecute me, for I am no match for them. Bring me out of this dungeon so I can declare your praise. And all the righteous will celebrate all the wonderful things you've done for me. You can hear David's heart's cry in that scripture. He feels alone. He feels lost. He feels like no one notices him. Like no one is, is there. And finally he turns to the Lord. He gives his complaint to God. And he asks the Lord for rescue. In Matthew 27, 45 through 46, in the story of our Jesus. From noon until three afternoon, Darkness came over all the land. And about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemma, I'm going to slaughter this, Sabachthani, which means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Have you ever felt that way? Asking God why he's forsaken you? Christ on the cross bore all of our sin and shame. And in that moment, he was separated for the very first and last time from his community for all of eternity. It was the only, last, it was the only time in all of eternity that he was separated from his community, which was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he felt so lost and alone because he took our sin on himself. When Jesus first showed up on the scene, I was thinking about this as, as I was reading the scripture. And John the Baptist recognizes him. It says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away all the sin of the world that Jesus was that sacrificial lamb who bore it all for us so that we might have freedom. But in doing so, he experienced this moment of feeling completely forsaken by God for us. And complained to God about it. Jesus complained to God, why have you forsaken me? He brought his moment of trouble to his father. 
So in recognition of this, if I could have the worship team come up, please. Um, I'm hoping you grabbed communion when you came in. If not, it's in the, um, the front foyer there. We're going to take communion together. And I had mine. Here it is. We're going to take communion together in recognition of what Jesus did for us. Uh, of the great sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And this is why I probably should have put that wireless on, because now I have to try to do this one-handed. Give me just one moment. I'm going to bless the communion elements, and then we'll take communion together, and um, then we're going to we're going to have one last uh, worship song and, um, and end our service. But I'd really like for you to, before we take communion, just take a moment to close your eyes and connect with God. And if there's anything you're struggling with, said that that translation using the word temptation is actually an incorrect translation according to the Greek. Because in the original Greek it means rather than temptation, it means trouble. Lord, don't lead us into trouble, but deliver us from evil. So those who would come against us, um, the sin part of the art 
doesn't cause us to sin. And so that leads us not into temptation, and I think that our translate is, lead us not into trouble. Into trouble, the time of trouble. Um, and as I was thinking about that this morning, and I was thinking about us taking our trouble to God, struggles to God and truly let him be Lord, capital L, over every aspect of our life, including the trouble areas, both internally and externally, that trip us up. So we give that to you. And Lord, I ask, would you bless these communion elements? We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, Lord Jesus.